We're in the 21st century. Humans that aren't awake survive in a self-made penitentiary. If you're seeking truth, honesty, integrity, stay away from the polarity. There's only one place to turn. You can't trust the singularity. I'll be that babe spreading higher consciousness, wisdom, because we ain't no one's test subject and we ain't no damn victim. Wake up humanity before it's too late. You sit where I'm sitting, we got them checkmate. Question everything, fairy rings, aliens, reptilians, Arcturians, Palladians, dragons, and even our origins. Psychic babes, we empower humankind. Seek the truth, but don't seek through the mind. This is how we go within, stand together. Colors can't divide us, watch our differences unite us. Hi guys, welcome to Psychic Babes. I'm your host, Kirsten Sandifer. Today on the show, we have one of my favorite podcasters, actually the only podcast I listen to these days, Chris Mathau from Forbidden Knowledge News. Uh, Chris is an independent researcher, talk show host, and creator of Forbidden Knowledge News and Beyond Classified. He has a degree in digital media, and he was an editor at his local television station for two years. Uh, Chris always questioned kind of the nature of reality since childhood, and he's always had a sense that our reality is much different than academia and our history books tell us. Uh, he created these shows to share important information about the nature of reality and as many per- perspectives as possible and to let his audience know the truth for themselves. Um, his podcast is the most informative and honest in your face podcast I've ever experienced. And if you haven't listened to it, please do so after you listen to this show. I will put the link um, in the notes. And so, Chris, um, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. That was a wonderful intro and I'm honored to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So I, I listened to your show two years ago and I was like, wow, that guy seems so aligned with, you know, my views. And I just always loved how you were very unbiased with your guests and you always kind of just, you asked all the right questions, but you didn't form opinions about things and you just, you know, were open. And then in late 2019, um, I went through a time where I was being visited by the Arcturians in my dreams for about a year and being taught a bunch of amazing things and, um, told that there was kind of something happening on planet earth that I needed to pay attention to. And they wanted to make sure that I was kind of getting the message out there to other people. And it wasn't really a year later that I was listening to your show. And then I heard you speaking about your first ET experience and it was with an Arcturian and I was just like blown away. Like, wow, here's another synchronicity. Like, okay, this is so strange. Um, so yeah, I, I would really like to, if you could kind of go through that a little bit and just really talk about that experience. Yeah. And I have to preface it with, I probably have a much different perspective of what happened to me now than when you heard that podcast back then. I've learned a lot about the experience. I've had a couple of other ones since then help me learn about it and talking to different people, hearing different perspectives about their experience and kind of doing my own meditation on it. I've learned a lot about it um, and it is, uh, I'm still learning. I still don't understand it uh, even this much, but I understand a lot more than I did when it first happened. Um, So I guess I'll start with, um, I had never had a paranormal experience in my life that I remember, Uh, never anything unexplained, but I always believed in, I always believed in aliens and UFOs and ghosts and things of that nature and always chased it and pursued it and wanted to, always wanted to have an experience, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also grew up a Roman Catholic. So there was a lot of religious dogma that was preventing me from kind of seeking out and pursuing that, you know, I'm going to get a, a 
possessed by a demon doing this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> you know, just, just that crazy religious dogma that goes. I grew up that way stuff. too. So I get it. Yeah. So I had to shed all that before I could even, you know, get any further. But um, I was doing this show for a few years and I still never had an experience. I was exploring the phenomenon, talking with, you know, uh, researchers, investigators. Um, I'd even gone on a paranormal uh, little investigation and still nothing. Um, but I was still a complete believer, still chasing the phenomenon. Um, and then it was about, uh, probably a year ago now that I had the experience. Um, I was in a bad relationship at the time mm -hmm. and it was ending and, uh, I was, uh, probably in a, uh, not too good a state of mind and I was trying to meditate, but really couldn't go too far because of the religious dogma. Again, I thought I was going to, you know, meet a demon in meditation and he's going to possess me or something. I just couldn't go to the state that I need. I would get almost there to where I could let go and just, um, you know, feel not really an out of body state, but just, a, um, a quiet meditative state where you're in your, your, your consciousness, you're, you're one with the universe. I hadn't experienced that yet, but I said, I have to, you know, I, I'm going through some crap right now. I gotta, I gotta get past this and lose this fear and religious dogma and go deep as I can into my meditation. Something was just telling me to do that, you know, something, some voice inside me. And, um, I was outside on my, in my driveway talking to one of my friends one day and I happened to look up in the sky and I see three orange triangles and he's talking to me the whole time and I'm not paying attention to a damn thing he's saying. I'm looking at these triangles, uh, this triangle in the sky. It looks like three orange flames. I'm sorry. I don't know if I said three orange triangles. Look like three orange flames in the shape of a triangle. It's going slowly up and I was like, that's interesting. What is that? Didn't look like a plane. Didn't look like anything I've ever seen before. My friend has his back turned to it. He's looking at me. I'm looking at the sky. He's talking away. Doesn't even notice what I'm looking at. And I'm not listening to him. I'm watching this thing. And all of a sudden it stops. And it's just like three flames sitting in the uh, sky in a triangle formation. I'm like, what the hell is that? And by the time I, I looked at him to tell him about it, I looked back. The thing went boop and it was gone just <laughs> instantly. And I was like, Never mind. I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about it for like the, that whole day and the next day. I was like, what was that? I don't know. I can't explain it. I wasn't going to say it was a UFO, but it was interesting. I didn't even really tell anybody about it. I was just kept it to myself. I was like, that, that was pretty interesting. Wish I would have taken a picture. But uh, it was the day after I decided, you know what? I got to do some meditating. I really got to try and do this. So I uh, got some advice from a few people about how to, you know, really relax some breathing techniques, things of that nature, put on some uh, 432 Hertz tones, which I did. And I did, I was able to get into a super relaxed state and did some breathing techniques and put on the tones and I fell really deep into a meditative state and I was so relaxed and there was nothing. I mean, I couldn't see nothing but darkness, but it was so peaceful. And all of a sudden I... Uh, can sense like this blue light in my subconscious vision kind of coming towards me on the, on this right side of my peripheral kind of subconscious vision. And as the blue light is approaching, I can feel this immense feeling of like love and accept. It felt like I was getting high, but yeah. it was different. It was something I never felt before. Um, and I thought I loved my parents. I thought I loved my ex-wife. I thought I love all these people. No, not this. This feeling was something far more powerful 
And it's the only thing I can describe it as love and acceptance because that's what I felt, you know, and it kept coming closer. And the closer it got, the more I felt this. Uh, but at the same time, I was like nervous. Like, what is going on? And I heard a voice communicating with me said, hello. And like I, I freaked out at that point. I was like, hello, hello. And they said, hi. And I just, I was like, I reverted to the religious dogma. I thought a demon was talking to me. <laughs> I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, are you good? And he said, yeah, immediately. And I just felt it. I felt, yeah, this, this thing is good. And he's, he's like, I'm, we're here to, uh, to talk to you because you're ready. And uh, I was like, awesome. And I don't know what happened. My eyes popped open. I thought I came out of the meditative state and ruined everything. I was like, whoa. And I just popped out of my bed because I was so excited about what was happening. I was like, I'm talking to somebody. And then I was like, wait, did I just fuck this up by coming out? Sorry. Did I just <laughs> screw this up by coming out of the, the, uh, the meditative state? And I was like, oh, no. And then I hear his voice. I still feel this immense feeling of love. And I look around and everything's kind of like has this weird sheen to it. It's like uh, everything's kind of like glowing a little bit. I don't know. It was very strange. And I, he's like, yes, I'm still here. We're, we're going to have a conversation if you want. It's like, yes. I was like, I love talking like this. I've never spoken with anyone like this. The communication was instantaneous before I could even finish a thought because it wasn't I wasn't talking to him. I was talking to him in my mind before I could even finish a thought. He'd have the answer pumping into me, you know, before I could even finish the question in my mind. So that was amazing. I was like, wow, this is the most, uh, this is the best form of communication I've ever experienced. I really like talk. I wish I could talk like this to everybody. He's like, you can, but, uh, you know, everybody's not going to be able to, and it'll take a while to get to that. And he just started explaining some stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, all right, well, you know, you said that you're, I'm ready to have a conversation. I'm ready for this. He's like, yeah. And I just got a feeling like, I might not like like some of the information coming from this conversation. And he kind of, I guess I expressed that to him through, through my, you know, my mental communication, this psychic communication that we're having. He's like, yeah, you might not like it, but it, it has to be had and uh, it's time. So uh, he went on to, uh, I, I went back and I'm sitting on my bed and just kind of sitting there and I probably look crazy because I'm just sitting there and having this, you know, mental conversation with this, this being. And um, he proceeded to show me that uh, there's troubling times coming up uh, really bad. Uh, there's going to be massive loss of life. I have to prepare myself and I have to keep doing what I'm doing. This, you know, conveying of information, no matter what. And I am a tiny piece of a collective solution that needs to to come about and I need to remind people in my little tiny portion that I'm going to be doing here that to, to love each other and not let this, um, what this situation and every, this, uh, dystopia that's occurring in front of us crush our spirit. And they're trying to kind of extinguish this Christ consciousness on the planet, empathy, love, things of that nature. And I have to remind people about that along with the information that I'm already bringing. He went to make sure that I always include a, a you know, positive message and, and uh, the message of Christ consciousness in what I'm talking about. And uh, it was a, it was like a, an hour and a half, two hour conversation that uh I had uh, just asking questions about um, life and, you know, life after death and what's going to happen and uh, just everything that uh, that all these questions that I had. And I would just he was uh, 
giving me this information freely. And a lot of it was uh, concerning and terrifying. And most of it is about uh, what is to come. Um, he showed me that the technology we're going to see very shortly is going to be extremely dangerous and uh, there will be lots of lives lost and people will pretty much um, just uh, crumble from fear of what they're seeing in front of them because stuff's going to get pretty bad soon and, and I have to be prepared. So that was the first kind of like that was a, it was a pretty uh, intense conversation that first time. And it started to fade away and I wasn't able to communicate as well. Like he, every other word was kind of like fading away. And he's told me the connection's fading. And eventually I, I had no more connection. I didn't feel this love anymore and it was gone. But we had a long talk and I was like, okay, is this real? What just happened? Was I having an acid flashback? Oh my God. <laughs> so I called a few of my experiencer friends and explained what happened and they kind of gave me confirmation and, you know, said that, yeah, that sounds like a real genuine experience. Um, and, you know, I'm, it changed everything immediately for me, you know, the way I, I thought about uh, aliens and uh, meditation and, and the way we can experience these things. It opened my mind a lot, but I was still very, very uh, doubtful about the, the whole experience because I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to have it again just so I could prove to myself that it was real. I was still kind of doubtful about it. I didn't know if it was just some kind of psychosis. I don't know. You know, I so I wanted to have this uh, experience again. And I tried the next day. I tried to meditate. Now, I guess I was kind of frustrated and in a bad place that day and I couldn't do it. I couldn't even go into a meditative state. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to relax for another day and maybe try it again when I'm in a better state. And I did. Uh, I think it was like a day or two later, I decided to meditate and some kind of something told me, some voice came to me and said, try it in the bathtub. Um, like water's kind of like a conduit. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, why not? So I'm in the bathtub, turn on the tones, like really quick. I was deep into a meditative state. And uh, <laughs> this time, I kind of, it was like I was traveling through a tunnel. Um, I could see uh, like strange geometric shapes passing by me. I was getting weird downloads of like mathematics and all kinds of complex equations and all weird uh -huh. stuff like that. I couldn't comprehend what was, com I knew it was coming to me. I could like, as it was coming, I'm like, wow, I know this and this and this. But then after I was like, what the hell is that? It's gone, you know, yeah. but it was sending me information. All of a sudden I start cycling through hundreds of like people's faces uh different people's faces for some reason and it stopped on like this one guy's face he had a beard and it was weird and it just went away and there was darkness and um peaceful in this darkness again like the first time and all of a sudden from this the left side of my peripheral vision it's a bright white light and it kind of it the the closer it gets, it's like a white silhouette of Maat, the the goddess of wisdom, and it envelops my whole consciousness, and in everything come, turns bright white for a few seconds, and then after the the light fades away, I'm in a old childhood friend's uh, of my my parents' um, home, and I'm I'm young, I'm like maybe like six, five or six, maybe younger. And I'm walking down a hallway and all of a sudden these memories of a traumatic experience that I experienced in childhood 
came back to me and it involved, you know, family friends that I thought I trusted. And it was a very traumatic experience uh, that I kind of just recalled all of a sudden. Uh, and I popped out of the meditative state and I was kind of freaked out that I remembered all that. And I was like, wow, what is that? And, um, the loving feeling started to come back all of a sudden and I was, my eyes were open again and I hear the voice of this entity and I forgot to bring this up. Um, he, I asked his name, the first experience, he's like, you probably won't be able to pronounce it. Just call me, uh, something you are familiar with like Laird. Uh, I remember Laird was my uh, one of my uh, very close cousins when I was growing up, and I guess that popped up, and he's just like, call me Laird. And I was like, all right, I'll call you Laird. So I knew that Laird is coming back. I can feel his energy. This blue light is is approaching me, and he's like, hey. And I was like, wow, that was pretty intense. And he's like, yeah, you needed to remember that before you could move further and you know do what you need to do in your life. I was like, all right. So... Uh, I started to have another conversation with him. I was like, well, could you tell me about you and who you are and what you are? And he's like, yeah, we uh, we try to open people up to and spread Christ consciousness around the galaxy. Um, we try to awaken people to this, and that's basically what we do. And uh, he's, uh, he said, you know, just close your eyes uh, and I'll show you something. So I close my eyes and all of a sudden it's like I can see uh, that I'm not uh, anywhere that I recognize. Like I can close my eyes and I'm somewhere. I can see the ground is metallic. I can see that there are huge windows and it looked like this looking out into space. Uh, it's like a metallic kind of blue gray color that the floor was and all the windows were and it was just very smooth and the windows were enormous i remember that just huge enormous windows looking out into space and i'd open my eyes and i'm still in my bathroom I'm still in the tub everything has that weird shine to it i close my eyes again and i'm back on i i called it a ship I, that's the only thing that i could describe it as and all of a sudden i can feel like more intense love but it felt like it was coming from a different entity it felt like i could tell that this feeling of love was from a different type of entity and i started feeling a different type of like love and acceptance from a different entity and all of a sudden they started to manifest these like etheric beings all around me and they were not none of them looked human some of them looked like frogs some of them looked like like animal human hybrids really, but they were kind of like spiritual etheric entities. They were this kind of green hazy color. They, I couldn't see, they were all one color, just kind of green hazy with an aura around them. And man, they were sending me these immense feelings of love and acceptance. And I like started crying because I'd never felt anything like that before. And they asked me if I would accept the, the duty that was put forth or something. I, I wish I could remember exactly what this being asked me. And it was a, a little being that looked like a frog talking to me at this point. And uh, I was like, yeah, and I'm started crying. And I'm, you know, I remember just talking to these beings about, um, you know, can I see them again? Uh, who are they? And I remember, I don't know exactly if they told me that they are part of a galactic family or a galactic federation. It was a galactic something and uh, that we're all part of it. And they're basically um, kind of like spirit guides. 
So, um, I, you know, I had a little bit more longer conversation with him. This one lasted maybe about 45 minutes total from the time I, I first got into the tub and I was like, well, wow. So how do I get back home? Uh, do I have to do anything? They're like, no, just close your eyes. You'll be back in a minute. And I closed them and you know, it's just darkness. I open it up. I'm back in the tub. Everything's back to normal. And that was a pretty big uh, experience for that was a pretty big confirmation for me. And the rest of that day, I'm like going to the store and receiving all this information. You got to do this. You got to read this. You got to look into this. You got to do this. Look at that. Go home and watch this video. Go home and look this up. And I'm like, oh, my God, where is this coming from? Like all this stuff that I'm supposed to do is coming to me. And I'm like, all right, I'm making a list. So I'm, I start making a list of all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I started implementing that and doing my life. And that was a pretty confirming experience, but that wasn't it. This was like a uh, three days of, a uh, of a, the same experience. Uh, the next day I, um, I go to work cause at this time I'm working a day job and that I really didn't like. Um, and I go to work and it was a stressful day and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me a pizza, which is a bad idea because I'm not supposed to have that. Had a gallbladder surgery a while back and, you know, I'm not supposed to eat certain things, but I decided to eat a pizza and my stomach just hated me at like really extreme pain um, to where I was in bed, couldn't move. And I was in such extreme pain. I couldn't even like talk. I couldn't pick up my phone or do anything. I was just laying there in a ball like, oh, this sucks. Why did I do that to myself? And I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I could test this this experience out and see if there's anything to this. And I'm like, if you guys are here, if you're listening, maybe you could help me with this pain. And it didn't take long. I uh, felt Laird's presence and he's like, you know, you can do this yourself. And <laughs> as soon as he said that, I felt this amazing energy of loving and it was gone. It was just gone. And then he was gone. And I was like, all right. I think that's all the proof I need. This, this was definitely a uh, real experience. Cause I've never been able to get rid of that extreme pain in an instant like that, like this usually hours for me, maybe even a day. And I usually start throwing up and it's awful, but this pain was instantly gone when I felt that immense love and uh, he, you know, he was gone and I was uh, pretty blown away. After that, I just started talking to people about my experience and um well, Karen Holton was also, didn't they mention something to her, a friend of yes. ours? Karen Holton is the one that I called about the experience firstly. And she told me that she had a, at the same time I was having my experience, she had a vision of me speaking with a blue person, which is <laughs> yeah. very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a, another little confirmation point to me. Um, um, as well as very strange uh, synchronicities that would occur after that. I uh, was able to manifest things that I don't know how um, all these things started happening. All these things that I like would want and project into the universe would happen like almost immediately. Um, I was able to, well, I was, I was terrified, but I was like, you know what? I need to quit this job. Something's telling me I'm, I'm dying here. This job is sucking the life out of me, yeah. but I wasn't making anything off this podcast at the time, you know, maybe a couple hundred a month. It's not enough to, to get me by, but something just kept telling me, quit. You'll be fine. Just quit. You're going to be fine. And I was like, no, I don't have no money. What are you talking about? <laughs> just, just quit. You're going to be fine. So I did it. I quit my job. I moved out to Colorado and I was broke for a few weeks and it was, I was terrified, but all of a sudden 
I look at my, you know, my show numbers, my podcast numbers, and it's like up exponentially. How did this happen? I couldn't tell you. I don't know, but um, now I do not have that terrible job, and I am able to pay my rent and eat and uh, have a roof over my head from this uh, this silly show that I do every day. So well, it's not I, silly, and it's in resonance yeah, with what you love right. doing. So that's yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I I completely attribute that to the if I wouldn't have had that experience, I don't think I'd be here doing this right now. Um, have, like, have you talked to him again since then? And, uh, well, he, okay. So the, the, I have, um, I've had another experience and it happened actually this time I was, uh, I do, I do use uh, psilocybin mushrooms every once in a while for, to have a little vision quest. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting this, but when I used the mushrooms this time, he showed up and I was like, oh, wow. And, uh, he's like, you know, this opens doors. You probably see me if you do this, uh, you know, amongst others. And, um, he told me that you don't, um, I'm always with you. You don't have to like, you know, do mushrooms to see me. You don't have to go into these meditative states. You just ask the question and I'm there. And it, it gave me a whole different perspective on things. And I've been talking to a lot of people about this and, you know, yes, he said he was, uh, Arcturian, and it makes me wonder what the nature of Arcturians are. And it makes me question, is is this even – it could be a possible future version of us that they're just calling themselves Arcturians. Because I kind of feel inside like this was my higher self talking to me yeah. or a future version of me that could be called Arcturian. It's mm-hmm. just the, the the vibe and feeling that I'm getting now and after the more p- people that I talk with. It just resonates me. I could, could be different tomorrow. I don't know. When I started working with them too, that's, I felt like I finally was understood and, you know, like people got, they got me, you know, that I felt that, that sense of love and understanding and just unconditional love and beauty that you can't explain. No person can give you that, no feeling, Yeah. you know, that it's the next level kind of thing. And you're almost like, I don't want to go back, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you do you have you that you haven't done anything with any of your past lives or you don't know about being no. a starseed or anything? I have not, and I would definitely be interested in doing that, but I uh, haven't gotten around to it yet. Have you had any uh, any hybrids um, on the sh- on your show yet or anything? Have you spoken with any of them? I had Vivian Chaveau on my show, who's an Arcturian hybrid, and she's absolutely amazing. And- I have not, no. She um, she resonates that same level of of love that we were talking about. That was just, mm-hmm. I mean, I had the chills the whole podcast that we did, and, wow. and everybody that heard it as well. So, yeah, there's there's only a few of them, um, you know, that that are hybrids out there now, but they're finally speaking up, which is really cool. Because um, it took me a while with my experience to to you know kind of speak about it, because you're kind of like. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I've always been the weird girl at the party anyway. Like I don't want to get even weirder. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think that, um, right now, a lot of people are having experiences, even if they're not talking about it, I think a lot more people are having kind of these profound unexplained experiences because right now is a very important time for people to learn about who they are and what they need to do. Because I think we all have a calling, especially during these times to kind of do our part and make 
things better ourselves. Um, and we all have to play a role in that. I think that our spirit guides or ETs or whatever these benevolent beings are that are connected to us, connected to our consciousness, want us to come into our own, wake up and start fighting for ourselves, fighting for our own sovereignty and doing things because we have not been. And I think that they know it's time. You kind of touched on something earlier, and um, I was given this same information, so I kind of want to go into it a little bit. But did he tell you that the a, that the technology that is going to be dangerous is basically AI? AI, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was told the same thing, and uh, that's really funny because I have felt for a long time, even really before those experiences, and that there's something very dangerous about it. And then I've had an experience where I was basically shown this is beyond good and evil. Um, this is a next level kind of thing that really is dangerous in, on galactic levels. So we have to be very, very careful. And yeah, I get, I'm getting the chills right now because it's just, I, I really don't think people understand what they're playing with. Right. And um, I've not only have I spoken with guests, but I, I also have this, you know, deep feeling that AI has already been kind of released and infiltrated yeah. us in certain aspects. Um, even like, you know, myself, I think that it, uh, it is being used with some other malevolent technology mm-hmm. to, to get people to feel and think differently and act differently. Um, and there's a lot of things about my own behavior at times. I'm like, how, what, what am I doing? You know, and it, it makes me question, have an aspect of our ourselves and humanity already been afflicted with this AI? I know that that's, there are a lot of people, even mainly recently that I used to thought would be very intelligent people, very discerning people. And now they're like, go get the shot because it saves lives. I'm like, right. That, I'm like, yeah. what happened? Like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost, I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I've looked into this as well, and nanites are being released into the air and the food and things like that. So, I mean, there's that real possibility that we've already been exposed to those things, but on a smaller level, but obviously yeah. the vaccine is, you know, uh, <laughs> that's putting it directly into your bloodstream, you know, no, <laughs> no filter, nothing, no, no stomach to break it down. Like, and that's, that's really, I mean, have you, do you agree with like what some of these people are saying? Like people that are getting it within two years are going to be completely. Uh, I, I see. Here's the thing. I think what they're doing is yes. A lot of people are probably going to die within the next few years because of what they're doing to this. But I also think they're doing some placebos in there just to, I think we're at an experiment. I think yeah. this is all a huge experiment. They're putting all kinds of different crap in there just to see what reactions and how people will, if they're going to live, if they're going to die, if they're going to transmute into a freaking robot. I don't know. Um, but I think that we're just being guinea pigs right now for these, for these scumbags uh, that are trying to create a new world in their fallen angel image, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um, I mean, I I think right now, I mean, and I hope you you feel the same way that more people are standing up and um, not being blind like sheeps and just following more people are starting to say, well, wait a minute, hold on. 
Well, it's tough. It's a tough battle because there are a lot of people rising up, but I see a lot of people being afflicted at the same time. So it's, it's hard to tell how many and what the percentage of people that are coming around to the good side and people that are going to the dark side. And there's no way to tell through the mainstream anymore. Yeah. You can't listen to mainstream. I don't, I I never turn on the news. It's just garbage um, anymore anyway. So through alternative media, um, you know, we still don't know because we're always being lied to. So, you know, I don't know. What do you see that? I mean, what, what's your hope for our future? And then what do you actually think, you know, the possibilities are? Well, I, I might have a different uh, view than a lot of people. And I've recently kind of come into this. Um, I think that we're going to be okay. And the reason I say this, I think we're going to be more than okay. Um, I believe that if us as a collective can just know a few things know firstly that we are just completely spiritual beings having a human experience here and it's temporary okay we won already that's it i mean if we first thing if we realize that there's nothing to freaking worry about these are just disposable meat suits we'll get another one if we want yeah, you know? exactly so that's one thing um the second thing is if more, if everyone that is waking up and listening to this right now just says, you know what, we won. I'm not worried about anything. Uh, everything's going to be fine. And just live that way. I think that could have a huge effect on our timeline and everything happening. If people just lived as if things were good, things are okay, and don't worry about these neg. Don't even pay attention to it. Act as if it isn't even there. And just live your best life. Bam. I think that's 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 all we need is the realization of those two things and the elites won't know what the hell to do. They're gonna be like, well, we can't, we can't control these. There's nothing we can do because there is nothing they can do. If you really honestly look at it, you know, there's, there's nothing they can do to us. We have the power here. We do. Yeah. And we've had it all along. We've just always given it away. Yes. And people and just need to realize that we have the power here. Yeah. If, if people just stand together, we, we, as human beings are so strong. I mean, we have the ability to do so many amazing things that uh, people don't even realize. And I'm not even talking about physical things, just everyday things that the human body can turn a piece of bread into energy. I mean, that what, who do you, what, what can do that? There's not, nothing else that can do that. And it's just, it's truly, it's truly just recognizing that fact. And that's why I do this show. I'm sure that's why you do too, is so more people will start to go, okay. Um, and it's not like, I, I don't want to change anybody's mind if they're not open to it, whatever. I'm not going to waste my time, but it, maybe it'll plant a seed that at some point it will germinate and, and a flower will, will bloom. Yeah. That's all we can do is just really plant the seeds, throw it out there. You can't force anybody to, to think or feel any certain ways, but maybe if they resonate with it uh, and do their own research into it, maybe it will help them. And then it's contagious, you know, it keeps going and going, and going. And I truly believe, you know, um, where I live too, is like a place of, I mean, I live in California with trust me, things that it's, it's not normal here, but um I live in a, in a, like, in just in a mindset of the stuff doesn't really affect me. Even if it's going on, I'm like, yeah, I research it. Obviously I have to know about it because of, you know, what I do, but I just don't, I don't live in that, that duality anymore. And you're right. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect me as such. I just go on about my life. And I think that that is going to be what happens if more, you know, 
even if other people don't do that, that'll be what happens to us because that's what we're living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fear is the controlling factor here, period. That's all. That's the only thing that is keeping everybody down and controlled is fear. Mainly, I guess, fear of death. But yeah. if we could lose that, if we could just know that when we die, we're still, we're, we're never going to die. We're energy. We're always going to be around. Our consciousness is always here. And this, you know, this flesh meat suit is just that. It's just like an astronaut suit. You know, it's just mm -hmm. like an avatar body. Um, it's nothing. If, if this thing dies, that's dead. That's just a hunk of meat. We will go on. And if, I think if like the whole, our whole collective consciousness could accept that more, they would have no power over us at all. Yeah. They can't threaten us with death because we'd be like, so I'll be back, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or I won't. So, and yeah, or I won't. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. I'll, you know, I won't come back here, but <laughs> screw you either way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really think that, you know, people tend to get so caught up in these different narratives about, oh, this trafficking is going on. And yes, that's all very sad, but that they're almost making that timeline occur by playing into do you know does that resonate with you too yeah there's that's another big problem is we have a lot of double agents we have a lot of misinformation in our own community in this community we have a lot of people spreading fear and misinformation and doing this intentionally maybe they don't even realize that they're doing it but they're being pushed to do it somehow by the the dark side whatever you want to call it the they still have their hand in it and it's happening so People need to realize, you know, what they need to think about the information they're putting out there if they're, you know, genuinely trying to help people. And there's so much misinformation right now, not only about like aliens, UFOs, uh, the vaccine, COVID, all the crazy stuff going on right now, but even spirituality in general and how uh, people can come about it and meditation and all these things that could help people. There's misinformation about it and there's confusion. So, it's it's really hard to navigate through some of these times. I think that more than our own thoughts, we have to rely on our gut feelings sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, that's, very, that's a very important thing. Um, and I don't think a lot of people, especially older generations, don't, they don't know how to use their intuition, really. It's, they don't trust it. And, yeah. you know, I think as a result, um, they have to have proof, physical proof of things. And, they're never going to get, you're never going to get it if you go about it in that manner. At least that's what, for so long, I, I just like yourself, I wanted to have these experiences. And it was like, the more I pushed for it, the more I didn't get it. <laughs> and then when I just kind of sat back and, you know, let things happen. And I myself as well, I went through a divorce. And so I was kind of, it seems to be like when you're having a tough time, that's when they kind of swooped in and you know, gave me my life purpose and told me this is what, you know, this is what we need you to do. Yeah, you're a small piece of this big puzzle, but you're important. And right. if everybody else and would would realize that about themselves, too, there's their piece of that puzzle, too. It's not. And, yeah. It, I, I, when you said, you know, when you brought up the, the piece of the puzzle thing again, I had to I had to say this because there are people in this community who even if they've had a genuine experience, they use it to prop themselves up and they see themselves as the biggest piece of the puzzle. And they're like a messiah or savior because these beings talk to them and they're special. They're more special than anyone else. They're the only ones that could get this message to you. There's a lot of people like that in this community too, that are, you know, taking advantage of people yeah. just to get their own name out there and notoriety and blow themselves up. So got to watch out for that too. 
Yeah, that's um, unfortunately that's everywhere in every every industry. Um, ours isn't uh, the exception to the rule, but I, I think you know discernment is the key. Is you know, and whenever anyone says I'm better than you, that to me or, or oh, yeah. I, I I have experienced this. I only can experience. I'm like, no, you know, that that's not true. And I think this phenomenon is a strictly personal experience for everyone. Yeah. Everyone will have their own. Version. Everyone can have it, right? Yeah, I everyone mean, yeah. can have their mm-hmm. own experience. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's not that we're special because we've, everybody else can have this too. It's just requires a little bit of work on our part. To, yeah, it just depends on where you're at in your life and what's going on with you at the time. Yeah. And what, what do you, um, what do you, what's your thoughts on kind of the abduction phenomenon and when people are being taken and, do you think that's misinformation or do you think um, this is this is an area that I'm still clueless about? I, I have uh, maybe some opinions and thoughts about it, but I really don't know what's happening here. Uh, I'll tell you what right now where I'm kind of leaning towards with this abduction phenomenon. I believe that negative entities have infiltrated our government and, and factions of our government. And mm-hmm. a lot of abductions are orchestrated by us but in league with some nasty little buggers like maybe grays or something, or we have the technology now to develop our own grays. You know, that's a possibility too. After all these years, you don't think that these negative entities that our government could possibly be working with hasn't given us technology to clone our own grays or anything like that. You know, I think that a lot of the negative abduction phenomenon is us creating this negative abduction phenomenon, even the hybrid stuff, possibly. I don't know. Uh, but I see, I'm starting to see the whole phenomenon, the genuine real phenomenon as a non-physical thing. I think that most of the genuine things that are happening to people are going to be non-physical and probably not taking hybrids or doing any of these weird medical experiments. I don't know for sure. But that's just kind of the feeling I get um, leaning towards this is more of a kind of spiritual and non-physical kind of phenomenon as opposed to these guys are coming across the galaxy in tin cans to abduct us. Uh, I think that if that's the case, they're probably working with some pretty bad uh, humans. And if it is aliens involved, uh, we're involved with it, too. Yeah, because humans, uh, in my experience, I, you know, I've, I've never encountered any of these um, negative entities, uh, right. <laughs> really. So humans are the worst uh, around, in my opinion. You know, we're we do such horrible things to one another. Yeah, um, that these beings aren't even capable of. Don't they? Don't even that doesn't even cross their minds. So, yeah, yeah and on That's that level, I'm leaning right now. You know, yeah. it could change. No, and that, that resonates with me too. And um, I was just curious whether you thought it was completely, you know, um, like a I can't say completely. You know, I have heard that there have been some somewhat benevolent experiences with hybrids, you know, where they get to meet their children. It's a loving experience. And even the medical procedures weren't like invasive. They didn't hurt. They were, you know, told to relax and this is going to be. So, yeah, they've had positive experiences with, you know, abduction or hybrid but I still don't know. It's hard to discern if that is actual, you know, beings come in doing these experiments or some kind of psychological operation to make us think there are benevolent beings doing these things. 
it can get very hard to. to but my friend Vivian um, Chavot, she everybody was aware, but so they all went into this um, on purpose. That this was chosen, so this wasn't something done against anybody's will. Yeah, I'm, I, you know, I that that could possibly be a case where there's benevolent beings that are getting your consent to do this, and it's happening that way. But I'm pretty sure that uh, there is a level of human and military involvement with a lot of these negative abductions for sure. And the 20 and back program. Yeah, space secret that. space program. Um, That's an interesting one to me because I'm still on the fence about a lot of that stuff. Uh, I, th- I think a lot. It could be a um, some sort of MK Ultra psychological program that's making these guys think they went there or it could possibly be real. You know, I'm not, I, I have no idea with this and I don't like, to, I don't, I don't either. I don't like to speculate on it because I don't know. It's such a deep conversation because when you speak with a super soldier, they believe it wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly like they live yeah. these experiences and you can tell they get emotional. They, you know, it's, it's like they actually live through this. So there's that aspect of it. You have to keep in mind. It's hard to tell. What do you think about, you know, Biden, our president? I mean, he- I think they dug him up and, re- and <laughs> pumped him up with something to, to bring him back to life. And uh, I think he's like a weekend at Bernie's president. I think, he's a, <laughs> I think he's a husk of a human being and they're just pumping him full of drugs to get him to be a marionette up there. That's what he I doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Just, how did this how did this guy get into office? I have no idea. Yeah, but he's I'm the thinking- weekend at Bernie's president. They got strong <laughs> pulling around up there <laughs> uh, well listen thank you it was such a pleasure having you on today and yeah, uh, that was fun i really, really enjoyed it so of course th- definitely have to have you back on you know in a year or so and update us what's going on with everything i'm you know fingers crossed everything uh, starts to yeah hopefully we're all still intact in a year so yeah yeah <laughs> all right awesome well thanks again thanks again have a good one you there? I'm here. Yeah, I don't uh, know. My video stopped for some reason. Yeah, no, I because I just I. Oh, it. I got you. Okay. I stopped it. Hold on, one second. Um, oh, stop.